Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Greatest asset is your time and making sure that you utilize it and enjoy this one thing that we all only give, and that's life. And you don't want to spend your life sitting in a cubicle or sitting at home if you're working remote or sitting in your corner office and you don't feel fulfilled because we get you want to be able to do those things and really be able to look at your life and say that I've, I've done so much, but there's even more that I can do and then do it. Do you feel like you're stuck in a rut in life or in a dead end job with no progression? I'm Jerry Dugan and welcome to Beyond the Rut the podcast that offers you the motivation, inspiration, and practical tools to help you build a life worth living. My show is here to help you break free from your limitations and find a path to success. Join me as I share encouraging stories and actionable advice on how to get out of your rut in life and create a vision for your future. Life is just too short to live stuck in a rut. Here we go. Hey, Rudder Nation. Would you be surprised if the person working in the cubicle or the office next to you was homeless? Now, that is part of the story that Dr. Sharita Humphrey is going to share with us, how she hit rock bottom, and that was her aha moment to make life different for herself. Now, in her story, she did become homeless while she was working, while she was a single mother, and she had the power of vision, writing her vision on a card that inspired her to keep putting one foot in front of the other. So we're going to talk about her story, that moment of inspiration, making it plain on an index card that she could reference on a daily basis, and then the overwhelming sense of satisfaction when she realized she achieved the vision on her card. So we're going to talk about how you can do that for yourself and just inspire you to get out of your rut. Here we go. All right. Hey, Dr. Humphrey, also known as Sharita, how are you doing? I'm good. Happy New Year. I know, man. Um, we hate it. Now, when people are hearing this, it might be later than the New Year, but just roll with it, guys. Roll with it. Uh, you know, pretend it's a brand new day, brand new year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we met through a mutual friend of ours, Jared Easley, founder of Podcast Movement, uh, because he's been concocting something. And I I need to check in with him, see how that project's going. Um, but you you and I met, and you were giving me some input on how to uh, uh, do government like subcontracting and, and with, right. with my business. I'm like, heck yeah, that's awesome. And as we were getting to know each other, you, you shared with me your story um, right. just to kind of give me your background. And I was like, that's a beyond the red story like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Uh, I was like, would you be on my show? And you said yes. And here we are. Yes. So Here we are. <laughs> uh, so – now, you, your career has been like in the finance arena. You worked for a city government. Uh, right. You had left that job. Somewhere in there, you wound up being broke and homeless. Um, and now you're not, obviously, because you help people right. with their finances and you, you help right. people start their businesses. Uh, so take us through that journey, though. Like, what was life before you wound up broke uh, and, and homeless? And then what was that aha moment that got you out of there? Because, I mean, that, that story alone, uh, I'm just going to like, stop talking and let you tell that story because that, that is a very powerful story. Okay. So I just want to preface this um, by saying hitting rock bottom was the aha for me. But 
I didn't come from a family where we talked about money. Um, I only just remember seeing bills stack up and many of them went unpaid. Um, and I saw the stresses of being raised by a single mother, me, and I have two sisters. Um, we were just trying to keep our head above water. And my mom, I remember, you know, people asked me, what was your money? Aha. I was like eight years old because I saw my mom just stressing. She didn't know I was peeking um, in the room. And I know she was just trying to go through and figure out which one was priority when it came to bills. And I told my mom, I knocked on the door and I say, mom, let me help you. And so she just laughed and she's like, okay, if you can help, fine. And so who knew um, that that would become, you know, my journey. And so I told my mom um, I was going to call and I remember calling and asking for a payment arrangement. And they clearly like now hindsight is twenty twenty. They had to know I was a child, but it worked. <laughs> but, and so, you know, that was me just helping my mom. I didn't really understand it. But it was enough for me to just try to at least alleviate some of the things that my mom was going through. Um, trying to raise three girls on our own was very difficult. Um, but one of the things is that we had plenty of, and that's love in our home. Uh, but as anything, as going to school, not having lunch, you know, being teased, and it definitely was bullied, um, not only because I vertically challenged <laughs> but I feel your pain I'm on that by same. the way <laughs> I've like I've been the same height since middle school so you know going into high school and not having great things it was you know it was rough and um you know I know sometimes people don't realize but words do hurt and sometimes people really do take those things and I just was just like you know forget it once I leave here I remember just looking out of the window I was 17 and I said you know what uh, one day I'm just going to leave here and I'm going to become an actress. That was my goal. I didn't know anything about that. I just knew that my I loved Audrey Hepburn. That was one person that I've watched all of her movies. Um, and that, you know, I was just that I'm just going to follow my dreams. And life happened and I became a mother very early on um, and just was just but becoming a mom was a gift in more ways than one because I just knew that I didn't want to repeat some of the same negative financial money behaviors that I've seen in my in my own household. Um in that I had a good you know, I had a good good intentions, mm-hmm. but with no real financial base of knowledge of what um money management and credit and investing and what what that even really meant, um, we ended up homeless. And so a lot of people would be surprised because they were just like, so you were working and ended up homeless? I was just like, yes, there are a lot of people. You have no idea where they're sitting in a cubicle or next to them or even in an office. You have no idea what happens before they clock in and after they clock in. And so for us, I just knew that, you know, we live in a large city. Um, and at the time, there was no placement for a shelter. And I was just in panic mode like any other parent, but especially as a mom, that I didn't want to lose my kids. So I was passing um, and saw a motel and that became our home. And I thought we were only going to be there for a little while. But that the months, the weeks turned into months and then the months kept going. And it just so happens that my driver license was coming up for renewal. And I was and I think that caused panic to me, really, to be really honest, because it was just in that moment that I realized that I didn't have an address 
and there was no way I was putting this motel's address on my driver's license. So, you know, people always hear Oprah say the little ugly cry, I put my kids down and I was just crying and I was just, just crying out. That was the first time out of all the things that happened that I cried because I just looked at that and it was coming back to me. I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to repeat this or just not have an address. So there was a time in my life that I had no address. And I think that hit me that we were really homeless. I was just in make, you know, just trying to keep something over our head, not really connecting the dots that we really had nowhere to go. And so from there, I just decided and my children woke up and they just hugged me. And I was just like, it's something that God puts in them. They just know. So that hug was healing for me. And I just decided I was just like, I don't know how to, I didn't know anything about winning management. I had been hearing, you know, just kind of just thinking about it. And I took the children to the library and every single day that I had a time to be able to sit there, I started to pick up books. I was reading, trying to figure out everything that I needed to do. And one of the goals that I had was that I wanted to work for the government because I knew there was some type of security there. And so I was just like, well, I can't apply because, of course, one of the things is that you need credit. Um, and I definitely wanted to make sure that I was putting my best foot forward. So I put I started to sit on that floor because the kids were sleeping in the bed. And it was just in that moment that I started to write out my life right now because I was just writing. I knew the power of your words. So I said, well, at least I needed to see them. Even though I'm in finance, I said I'm a visual person. So I needed to see my goals looking back at me. And I just started to write, write, write. And I was writing some ridiculous goals. Like (laughs) some people would probably look at it and they're just kind of like, are you serious? Do you see the situation that you're (laughs) in? Prime minister of a third world country, (laughs) turning into first world country. Wait, what? (laughs) And I remember writing down that uh, one day I was going to get the Nobel Peace Prize. Mm. And I didn't even, I don't, I don't, I just, it was just so vivid. Like I, and what was funny is that I wrote it with the time and the date. Um, and I share that because the time and date became very critical in me securing in my government position. And I just kept working. I kept working. I kept saving money. I was going to work, putting money back, opening, opening things, just putting money, storing things. And I told the boys, I was just like, you know what, we're going to get a place. Because I said I wasn't going to tell them until I knew that because your words are important and what you tell what you tell your kids is so important. So I just like I don't want to say anything. So I knew and I started going and looking for places and they were telling me things and I needed this. But I feel confident for the first time because I was just like, I know we're never going to be homeless again. And I know that they probably didn't get that because I remember telling them that I'm going to change the trajectory of your lives. And I learned that from the Houston Public Library because I said I wanted to be not only increase my financial knowledge, but I wanted to understand how important personal development is to better be a better person, to be a better mom. And so I told them that and I was and they were just looking at me, staring at me like, OK, mom, whatever. <laughs> I was just like, OK. And so I was just like, I got to use that word and I really knew what it meant. Like, And so I was telling them that I'm going to change the trajectory of your lives and it's just like your life will will you I say you will know how much the words that I'm telling you will come to pass I remember telling that they were just looking at me so the the find the place that I thought was off of my list to live 
God had someone set up for me to meet there because I told her the situation and I said, I need this not for me, but my for my children. And so she said, okay. She said, come back um, after the holiday and we'll, we'll, we'll start the process. So I did. And she was just like, you just been on my mind since you left here. Um, and I just want to help you. So she said, um, we're waiving the fees for you to move in. We're waiving this. I want you to put that money and do something with it. And she's just like, what, what is it that you're working towards? I said, you just helped me because I need, I'm applying for the government and I did not want to have an address at a motel. And so I said, I'm going to take these and I'm going to buy some clothes so I can interview. And she was just like, oh, this is amazing. She said, you got it. I was nervous. Mm -hmm. Filled out the application. I didn't hear from them. So I'm like, I was feeling down. I was just like, okay, is this going to happen? I got a call and they said, hi, you know, we want to bring you in for applic- you know, for an interview. Um, we liked what you presented on your application. We want to meet you. So I was like, okay, I got it. I went and I was so nervous. I was shaking. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. What the heck was I thinking? Like, this, <laughs> what the heck was I thinking? This is bigger than what I, you know, I wrote it down, but I was like, okay, it's happening. <clears throat> and so the young lady who was sitting at the desk was just like, you got this. Just be calm and be yourself. So I went in there. And I explained to them, you know, where my background was, why I was qualified for the job. And they're just like, okay, you seem like you know what you're doing. So I was like, I'm, I said, this is a step for me that's going to change my trajectory. And that was what I said. And she's like, well, that was the first time I've heard anybody say that in an interview. So I left and hear from them. I was just like, okay, maybe I didn't get it. When I was walking out of the interview, a gentleman said, he was passing me when I before I went in and he said, don't worry about it. You and I have been a, we got this. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos into Capshow and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CapShow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Wow. And hear from them. I didn't hear from them. That was another candidate or that was the guy who worked I there? Yeah. I didn't know him. Wow. So what was funny was is when we were sitting in the interview, I got a little nervous because she said, we've done 150 interviews. You're number 100, 150. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sitting there like, oh, well, that's not going to be good either. They, I mean, either I'm going to kill it or I'm not going to get this job. It's so I was nervous. I didn't hear from them for a few weeks. They called me and and first, my first thought was like, I didn't get it. Um, and so they call me and they're like, um, we want to tell you that out of all of the interviews, we only selected two. And I was like, okay. And she's just like, you are one of the two. And so I was so excited. I was screaming. She promised, she's like, well, that's the response that we were hope that we were hoping we were going to get. And the day that I started was funny because she said, well, your start date will be April 1st. I'm like, is this a joke? <laughs> that was it's like, like the worst date ever, right? I was just like, is this a joke? And I was just like, okay, am I being pranked? 
And so she's like, oh, I didn't even think about it, but that's funny. Yeah. And you started on April 1st. And so the very first day, it was April Fool's Day, I started and 149 mm. was sitting there and he was just like, I told you we were, you were going to get the job. Wow. And it was just so funny to me. And he was just like, we're going to be lifelong friends. And we became really great friends. Um, and I, I did well in my job. I was planning to, re- I was planning to retire. It was the trajectory that I told my children that I was going to do, but I saw so many families and so many small businesses um, just really not understand how to grow and scale just because of the lack of financial knowledge. And because I was a public servant, I could not educate them on the importance of how to be able to build a life, um, the financial footprint that they needed to be able to grow and scale. So I remember calling my mom and I told my mom, mom, in six months, I'm leaving my job. And so at first I was just thinking, oh my gosh, my mom's going to be like, is, are you crazy? <laughs> You're going to leave your good job for this? You don't even know these people. I, in my mind, I had already played out the conversation. Like you just mind. landed the job. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> well, I had stayed there for a few years, so it okay, wasn't gotcha, like I just gotcha. left. Yeah. yeah, so, but, you okay. know, my mom thought I was settled into my career. I was doing very well for myself. I was moving up doing very well. So it was definitely something out of the blue. So it wasn't like I just got the job and quit. No, I was there and I worked and loved my job. So I wasn't part of the people who were like, oh, I just wanted to do something else. No, I really liked the work that I was doing. But at the same time, I loved what the people stood for. And I had to make a decision and I went and I prayed about it. And then I told my mom and my mom said this to me. She said, I'm not surprised. You've always been a rebel. Mm hmm. And for the first time in my life, I said, no, mom, I'm a trailblazer. And the next trajectory that I'm on is going to change somebody else's life based on me being obedient and leaving here. And so I don't know where I, I don't even know where that came from, but I just feel so bold saying that to my mom. And I don't know where I got that confidence to be able to say it. And I left. I ended up turning in my um my notice and my supervisor called me into the office and she's like, you're so young. You have been doing so well here. Why? And I said, because if I don't leave now, then I won't. And then I won't know what is on the other side of my yes. And so she said, okay, well, I'm going to hold this. So she didn't turn in my, my notice. So I ended up having to stay <laughs> longer than the time because I was just like, the last thing I was going to do is leave and not just, you know, walk out. So I, I ended up having to stay another four to six, no, six weeks. Okay. Um, but that was fine because I, I knew then that I was ready. And I'm glad that she did that. And I remember the last day she said, you'll be back. And something, I guess, well, my mom was right. The rebel in me was like, no, I won't. <laughs> and so, but I said, I will I, I'm I laughing because I'll, you told me about that part. Uh, I guess giving ourselves a chance to like emotionally regroup here because I'm watching you and, right. and the tears coming down. And I'm like, yeah, I got this. Hold it together. My uh, eyes are sweaty. Yeah, the eyes are sweating. That's what it is, everybody. Uh, and, and most of you are just listening in. You're not watching the actual video. Uh, but. The thing that really stands out to me is this all started with you writing the vision down. You know, like biblically, it's you write it as plain uh, oh, as you can I on tablets, you know, and and you Don't did that to. in your ho- in your motel room with your kids sleeping on the bed, you on the floor. You're writing out this vision for your life. Uh, taking over a country wasn't part of that. I'm sure that was. That's something I would have written down. Uh, it's really weird. But uh, <laughs> like you wrote this vision down and, and, and I'm seeing your face 
and and your emotion behind it because uh-huh. you're you're seeing this vision that you just wrote down uh-huh. because it's what you felt, it's what was in your mind, on your heart, right. and seeing those pieces come to fruition. Some of it because of your own work, but a lot of it probably seemingly miraculous. Um, right. And, 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 you know, the reason why I'm getting choked up is I've been in the same boat in terms of not in living a, in a hotel or a motel, but, you know, like at 14 years old, casting a vision to my extended family. Like, That's and funny. even using some of the same words, like, I'm going to change the trajectory of this family where we're not going to be followed by security when we walk into a store. People are going right. to know us by our names. In a positive right. way, not because we're wanted by the police or that we're frequent flyers in the in the office there at the principal's office, right? But this will be a name you can be proud of, and uh, and then later on in life, I started defining what does that look like. I even would right. carry around a three by five card that I would earn a certain income doing a certain type of job by the end of the year. But for like four or five years, I never really read that card until about the fifth year. I, I was like, I keep this in my wallet, but I never look at it. And I started looking at the card daily. And uh, before I knew it, I had moved to Dallas. I was earning the income that was on the card, doing the work that was on the index card uh, or close to it. I was closer to the work that's on that card. Um, I've lost the card. I need need to write a new one. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it was just that realization about two years ago. I am living out the thing on this card. And right. it was just like this wild, wild aha moment. And, uh, you know, hearing your story and that you're going through something very similar on a much more powerful scale. Uh, and then I'm, of course, laughing because you, your your supervisor doesn't let you go, says you'll be back. Yep. Right. You did come back, though, in a way. Yeah, I did. Uh... <laughs> I did. I I had no idea that the boldness that my mom said was inside of me would take me there. Like I started this business, um, and but I was planning. I said in the in the in in the early part of it that I was saving. I had a plan. I was putting things back because I knew because um, I had a God gave me a sneak peek. So I knew some of the safeguards um, that I needed to protect myself going out there. Um, whether it's in the business wild. So I think that that was something that really helped to prepare me for entrepreneurship. And so I literally just started to share my story. Um, I have I had already been telling people online. And so when I said that I was starting a business, I wanted to help people. Business picked up very quickly. And it wasn't nine months later, um, there was a, someone reached out to me and said, hey, we there's an article that we're writing um, that is going to potentially be picked up by Forbes. And um, we want you to round it out. And the article was called The Fastest Five. And that article came out the next, the following year, which was 2018. And um, as I was one of the ones included in the fastest growing businesses in 2018. Um, and so Shortly after that, someone called me. A lot of people seen it, and um, I remember one of the my very first podcast. They asked me, and they're like, "Wow, what does that feel like?" And I said, "I went from the floor to Forbes." Um, and so he he was just like, "What?" I said, "I wrote this on the floor, literally." Oh man, <laughs> I wrote this on the floor, <laughs> and so he was just like, "Explain that." I said. The only reason why you're talking to me now is because I hit rock bottom and that was a gift. And so I said, I lost things, not hope. And that 
I want people to know that if you're not where you want to be, it's not, it's just a process to get to your purpose, but there's power in your words and writing things down. And I said, I say again, I went from the four to fours. And so that became the staple thing. It got, he was just like, that was it. I was just like, and so he's just like, I didn't get it, but I get it now. I said, I kept every notebook, every denial, every letter that I wrote to the credit bureaus explaining my situation. I have a file cabinet in my in my garage now. I kept them, and I had no idea where God wanted me to keep them. Um, he said, keep everything, because some people need to see it before they can believe it. And so I kept I kept the WIC card. I kept the food stamp card. I kept the credit scores and the denials and the bank things and all the things, all the no's. And I say that to share with your audience. It only takes one yes. That's it. That one yes that I waited for turned into many. But the only reason why I'm here is because I said yes to me first. And a lot of people were like, were your children your why? No, because they're going to eventually leave. And where would that leave me? So I had to think, even when they were small, that I had to think about my life beyond them. Because I'm going to always be their mother. But I have to make sure that I'm proud of who I am. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And it has, I've helped thousands of people. And I love to get the DMs at the phone calls to my office from people I've never met globally who just said, I heard your story and it changed my life. Yeah. I oh. said it changed mine too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you have no idea. <laughs> and it, it's so powerful for me though, to hear this. And, um, you know, it's because you hit your, your rut at its deepest level. And, right. uh, there are folks listening in who are in a rut. They may not right. be in the financial dire straits that right. you had faced or even I had faced when I was younger. Um, if anything, they're probably faced with like the golden handcuffs that right. they're in a job that pays well. It's got some status right. to it. It's not the thing they really feel called to do. Right. The thing that they, they, where they could really make an impact and leave a legacy in this world, but they're not pursuing that because right. of the fear of the financial impact it'll have. Right. And the great thing is that you run this business that helps people put that in order uh, right. so that, you know, it, and it's just step out fearless. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, one of the things that my wife and I had done just in the last couple of years was we gave ourselves a $1,500 a month pay raise. Right. Uh, my, my company didn't do that. The, the the job didn't do that. It It was simply looking at our finances and realizing there are $1,500 a month we could free up if we got I, rid of this extra mortgage, if we got rid of these two car payments, we got rid of this credit card payment. Right. And that would free up $1,500 a month. I know. And I showed that math to my wife and she's like, great, let's do it. I'm like, great, because we're selling the house anyway. So that takes care of that. Right. But instead of just wasting the money from this sale, let's right. do Operation Clean Slate. And we just wiped out I love that. all the debt. <laughs> Operation Clean Slate. I like that. So, you know, we didn't know that within a year I would be leaving my corporate job and mm. I'm I'm going in fearlessly-ish because, uh, you know, we, we had a six-month window we could play with and that emergency fund is lasting as long as it can. 
because mm-hmm. we have no debt, because we did look at now, a finance mm-hmm. circle of our lives and, and put things in order finally. I'm 46 now. Oh, I'm going to be 47. Oh, man, I feel old. But anyway, that's not important. The <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, like, man, that, that's the thing that really got me choked up. Jerry's getting old. Uh, yeah. But, you know, the finance circle of our lives is very important to look at because it could be the thing holding us back from our dreams. Right. Um, right. And, and for you, like, it, it's amazing to see that God took an area of your life that was a pain point oh, and yeah. it is your strength that you help people in. And, um, you know, getting back to that part where you did go back to where you used to work, I um, did. they were, they were last like your first year. customer, weren't they in your business? Yes, last year. <laughs> I, I say, you know, that you never know. Um, and you always have to look past your own feelings and how you look at things because my supervisor's words were God's. Yes. Um, that you would, I would come back. And so last year, um, I did go back. Um, I won a government contract um, to teach uh, my peers about how leadership will look in the new normal and to see hundreds of my peers um, and my supervisor in the audience listening to me uh, was definitely a full circle moment. And to go then into work with city, state, and multiple municipalities in higher education, um, acquiring contracts that now have allowed me to continue to uh, downsize when it comes to doing so much uh, because I could be intentional about my time because it's our biggest asset. Um, and I never thought that I would be in a position to say, I work three days a week. Um, when I was sleeping on the floor years ago. Um, and I did have a great position. I am, I did it and I had a good title. Um, but I also knew that I had other things inside of me and I knew that that wasn't it. Um, and I just couldn't sleep. And I remember my colleagues saying, why do you care? And I said that, why I I don't know, but I just can't. I think about this at night, um, and so I knew then that there was more for me than my my good job, mm-hmm. um, and that I was just going to be on a hamster wheel if I didn't follow the passion that I had and the impact of seeing so much of being obedient. Um, and I'm still in the beginning. Like I tell people, I have big goals. I yeah. still write them. I, I, I'm <laughs> still writing them. Um, and I've written my goals now, sitting on my floor in my home, all the way to the ceiling. Mm. Um, and one day I'll come back and show Jerry and, and tell you guys about it. But I'm still writing my story. And I don't want people to, I want people to listen to this and know that I don't have it all figured out. But what I did do was to alleviate what most people stay up at night, and that's financial worry. The, the thing I love about that story of um, like the place where you used to work hired you to come back to teach mm-hmm. them about leadership <laughs> was yeah. like you, you were you're yeah. just like kind of like still in the fledgling part of the business. Right. They asked you if you can come in and teach this, and you're like, yeah, sure. And they're like, all right, sure. great. What's your what's your fee? And you're like, I don't know, this much. And right. it, it was like a right. five-figure <laughs> fee. And you're thinking in your head, this is where we negotiate. And they're right. like, great, we'll send you the contract. And you're like, 
Right. What? And the government <laughs> pays well, whether you're unemployed, but they pay better as they, a contractor. They guess- do. And um, <laughs> and I took that to heart. Uh, I secured a my, my first like workshop, like vendor yeah. contract within yeah. weeks of you and I talking. And uh, yeah, yeah and, and I was just like, wow, OK, now I'm hooked. Uh, I went out and I got my unique. <laughs> I got a piece uh, of it. What was it? Uh, unique entity identifier. I was like, yes, I've got one of those now. And then. Uh, yeah, nice. uh, and, and so. Uh, I still have to. Yeah, oh, it is. And Jared, he said, when when you're all set up, send me your capability statement. A guy named Seth Miller uh, had said the same thing. And I. I'm not sure if I sent mine to you or not. If oh, anything, yeah, definitely send that to yeah. me. So I share that with my network. Oh, man. So I was all fired up about that. and, and uh, But it was just like you, you threw it out there. Like they, they called you, asked if you would do this. And you said, sure. They asked you for your fee. You did you, you threw a fee out there that was – it was like what you needed. Uh, it was like unapologetic. You weren't expecting to get it. And they just said yes. And then that was it. Like you were just scoring. I screamed. Like, that's yeah. like, <laughs> like what they said. I and remember then, sitting in the meeting and they are like, are you okay? And I was just like, oh my gosh. Oh man. And it was oh, another yes that opened up so yeah. many doors for you. It has that... opened up so many doors. Yeah. And I spent the holidays, um, you know, we, as of like a few hours ago, we just completed our seventh proposal, RFP, um, sent out the door. Um, and so I can just tell you that once you get that yes, like you said, it's it, it's may start small, but don't discount the small wins. Um, they really become big ones and um, it's all about the relationship. It's all about relationships and doing the work. And I'm excited to see, you know, what's to come and I'll continue to share. Um, what do you say? I'm an open book um, yeah. <laughs> about um, why it's important and why your story, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, people need to hear it. And yeah. you have no idea about what your life could mean to someone else that you don't know. And I'm looking at your website right now and and you've got non-traditional personal finance school of learning. Yeah, that's the thing you offer up individuals. Uh, so if that's something you're looking for, you, you got to get in touch with uh, Sharita. She's that trailblazer. Uh, and then, you know, yeah, money mindset. Yeah, the, Money mindset yeah. movement. I have an amazing amazing community of trailblazers we're building our own path to wealth my wealth jerry's and all of your listeners everybody has a wealth number um it will look different and that's okay and that's the good thing about you having control and being in the driver's seat of your finance you drive and set the benchmarks and milestones on your financial journey um and so that is important to me um to teach let people know that your wealth doesn't have to mirror anyone else's. Wealth could look different from you. Wealth is, some people say six figures, some say I need a billion to feel wealthy, but whatever wealth feels like. But remember that your greatest asset is your time and making sure that you utilize it and enjoy this one thing that we all only give, and that's life. Yeah. And you don't want to spend your life sitting in a cubicle or sitting at home if you're working remote or sitting in your corner office and you don't feel fulfilled because we get, you want to be able to do those things and really be able to look at your life and say that I've, I've done so much, but there's even more that I can do and then do it. Yeah. 
I love that. Uh, and so, folks, you got to go to SharitaHumphrey.com. I'll have it in the show notes, of course. Um, and then, so if people want to reach out to you uh, for, for help from you, um, yeah, what, what's the definitely. best way for them to go about that? Yeah, definitely reach out to me at SharitaHumphrey.com. My team hates me, because I, but I, I love to reach your DMs. So definitely feel my DMs are open. I know some people are like, no, but I love to be able to connect with people there. I have an amazing community of trailblazers called the Money Mindset movement on Facebook. So it is an absolutely free um, free group where I come in and bring other trailblazers in my ecosystem um, who are connected to me and we want to pour in and build and help others build their path to wealth or if they don't even know what that means and they're just in the beginning or if they do and just don't know where to start, that they have a community of people who are like-minded. So definitely you could reach me there. I'm on social media um, at Sharita MH on all social media platforms. So I am here to be able to help. Um, and if you just need someone, just sometimes we just need somebody to talk to. I'm here. So I want people to know that they have someone. If they can't talk to your friends, family, or you should feel ashamed about something, you shouldn't. Um, I feel a safe place for you to be able to come in and really be able to change the trajectory of your life and, nice. and your family. And any final words of wisdom before we go? One final, The final words of wisdom is that it doesn't matter where you start. It's you deciding where you want to end up. Love that. All right, Dr. Humphrey, it was great to have you on here. Uh, well, Sharita, <laughs> both, yes, you're thank both. You. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye. laughs> uh, thank you. Th- thank you for this. Now, I don't know about you, but I know for a fact that I cried at least two or three times when I was interviewing Sharita. Uh, her power, her story is just so powerful to me and fully inspired. I mean, when she said that she had realized that she had gone from the floor to Forbes, I lost it. I just lost it. And you just, when I interviewed her, I got to see her eyes. I got to see the emotion behind the story she was sharing with me. And, you know, you just hearing it through the show doesn't do that justice. And maybe it did. But, uh, you know, the other thing that stood out to me was where she said, it only takes one yes to change the trajectory of your life, your business, your career, everything. And the first yes you got to say is to yourself. So that that's what I took away from that. That's how I was inspired. I hope you were inspired too. If you want to learn more, check out the show notes, beyondtherut.com slash 363. There I'll link to Sharita's um, resources. You could also find more information about my book, Beyond the Rut, Create a Life Worth Living in Your Faith, Family, and Career, and uh, related episodes. So with that said, I'm glad you joined me for this episode, and I look forward to joining you on the next one. But until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.